welcome everyone to our panel discussion, The Future is Yours, which offers an introduction to the opportunities to be found in a career in management system standard auditing and other professions within conformity assessment. I'm Mike Richmond of Exemplar Global, your host and moderator for this event. Today I'm joined by a terrific panel of deeply experienced and knowledgeable professionals from our very own company. Andrew Baines is our president and CEO, Adam Maxwell is technical director, and Wendy Edwards is our project director. So Andrew, Adam, and Wendy, thanks for joining us. Hey, Mike. Thanks, Mike. All right. Well, now during the course of this session, for all of you out there, we're going to be exchanging ideas, we're going to be challenging each other's assumptions, and we're going to hopefully provide a little insight to you into what you need to know if you're considering a career in auditing. So without further ado, let's dive right in and get to today's session. All right. So the first question is kind of a basic one. What is management system auditing? And Andrew, I'm going to start with you. What, what's management system auditing? Thank you, Mike. It's an interesting question. It's uh, something that's evolved over many decades, in fact, actually, from when there used to be uh, originally inspectors in manufacturing premises to uh, a move towards what we call quality assurance rather than quality control. And management systems were developed in order to uh, give confidence that the products that were being produced would be uh, to specification and that anything that wasn't to specification would be identified and segregated and reworked or discarded. Uh, management system auditing was uh, variations of different styles of auditing to, to be able to assure that that's what's actually happening. And there are, there are different styles, as I say, one is internal auditing, which is where you audit yourselves and make yourself satisfied that what we think is doing is what's happening. Uh, third party auditing is external, fully independent people coming in and having a look at what you're doing, look at how you're doing it today, look at your records from the past, uh, on the basis of that being able to extrapolate forward a degree of confidence in what you're doing there. And you notice I've missed out a middle one, which was a, a second party auditing, which is supply chain auditing. So when you go and look at your suppliers, that are sending you raw materials to make sure that they're suitable when they come in. Uh, it's a simple answer for a complicated question in many respects because it's as varied as it is to uh, the number of operations that are out there. Whereas this was often manufacturing in the first instance, it now applies to anything. It could be service sector, it could be products, it could be um, it, it could be education, it could be healthcare, any number of things. There's a, a requirement, let's say it's a standard that um, is um, developed by the international community. The individual organization develops their system on how to comply with that international standard. Uh, then, of course, management system auditing is the auditor going in to look at the organization's processes to see how well or indeed if they actually comply with the requirements of that standard. So that's where the management system auditing uh, comes into it. I think it's most basic level. It's like, you know, are we doing what we said we would do? And is what we said we would do, does that meet the, re the requirements, whatever they are we may be yeah. So as an auditor, you're going in there to look at evidence to verify mm. the, the organisation is essentially doing what they have said they were going to do. It might be worth pointing out at the start here, Mike, uh, guys, that what we're talking about for people who are just starting out in their career is in disciplines like quality, 
our environmental management systems or health and safety management systems or food safety management systems, information security. We're not talking about auditing in financial senses. Uh, we're not actually talking about product auditing either, which is a different style again. So management systems, are, are, as we've mentioned, across a range of disciplines of different styles that you might qualify for or not. And as you plot a career pathway, these are all avenues that are open to somebody that's just starting out in auditing. Well, it's an excellent segue because I was going to ask all of you about this, this idea, because many of the people I think that are watching this particular segment we're having today are, are, are probably, again, at the start of their careers in this space. Um, they probably have attended uh, recently uh, an exemplar global certified course by one of our, our one of our trainers, an exemplar global certified a recognized training provider has provided a course. So maybe they got, had a course in equality assurance, as you mentioned, or or environmental or food safety or, or what have you, many of the different subsectors. So the question is then, where do you go from there? Okay, you took a course, you learned maybe a few things about the basics. So you know, if you want to pursue this, what else do you need to do to maybe begin a career as an auditor? Well, I'll, I'll take a stab at that because I may have been auditing longer than any of the guys here. But uh, I think the path that I trod would be not dissimilar to most people's even now. Uh, sent off to do a, an auditor training course for reasons of finding out about what the management system was, what the requirements were and so on, with no intentions of it ever being a career in fact just going back into my own company which for me was uh, a dairy company food manufacturing in fact laboratory quality control now i'm talking 30 odd years ago and at that time there was only quality management system that was the first of them but what happened for me was uh, after emigrating i saw an advertisement for an auditor for a certification body i'd been on the course so maybe i was lucky enough to be able to Go and have a go at that and they, they took me on and over the course of the career that became more experienced in quality management system but then along came environmental and health and safety and food safety and, and you developed your career accordingly you develop your brand your reputation accordingly you develop your areas of interest accordingly and uh, for me it served me 30 plus years of doing it so uh, the options are endless as we start now there are all of these options already there frankly mm. it's not just the quality that it once was um, so the you know wherever your interest lies you can probably pursue a course and i think like for me, for me not not dissimilar but it was i was actually practicing implementation of the standards so therefore you're doing internal audits or you need to understand what's missing so that you can implement so the next natural step once you've got your you know your experience around that is well then could I go and audit other places now that I understand you know what sort of things are put in place or what the requirements are. Now Wendy might just add in here uh, I was auditing you back at the start <laughs> where um, Wendy was in fact a, a quality and food safety manager in a manufacturing operation mm. uh, we went and audited you for the first time round and uh, we were at that point recruiting auditors and you find a practitioner who's got an interest in this and is already doing some internal auditing and things like this. And these opportunities often open up like that. Mm -hmm. How did you get started, Adam? It's a bit of an interesting story. And like um, many people that find their way into this industry, it almost happened by chance. Uh, in my previous history, I had uh, worked for organisations in heavy industry, in food and chemicals and those sorts of things. And one of my roles in those previous lives was to look after a quality department 
but I didn't have any idea about what running a quality apartment was like. So I had to learn on the job. And then when I joined Exemplar Global and worked for Exemplar Global for a number of years, uh, then I found myself with the opportunity, oh, you know, it's not a bad career option. I can I can do that. And through the the building of relationships that you have with this industry, the door opened up for me to be finally become an auditor in my own right. So I took that opportunity and here I am today. So it's not certainly not a career that I intended on uh, embarking on. It's just being open to the opportunity and possibilities and um, giving it a try. And I think it's it's been a wonderful career for me personally. And you know, Mike, I think one of the shames of this is that that story is not rare at all. We all fell into it by accident. Few of us coming out of school. In fact, I'm not sure I've ever met anybody that coming out of school planned to be an auditor and thought this is what I'd like to do. But uh, in different ways and styles, we've all had excellent careers out of it. And I still believe there's an excellent career there for people that want to do things. You don't have to do it all the time. Maybe you do it part time. Maybe you do it contractor. Maybe you do it as a consultant and a trainer, as well as a practitioner and auditor. Uh, maybe you do it domestically and stay in your own countries. Maybe you stay in one industry. Maybe you travel the world. Maybe, maybe, maybe. There's so many things you could do. That how can we inspire people to see this as a potential career for themselves at an early enough stage that they can start that professional development from uh, a stage where you can get maximum uh, opportunity out of it? And I think that's an excellent point because. If when you hear the stories and having spoken to a lot of auditors myself over the course of time, you hear a very similar story where many times they're an auditee themselves is how most most get started. You're, you're audited, probably do some internal audits, and then you begin to to meet people, uh, build a community that say, hey, you know, you're you're good at this. You have a, you have an ability to to look at information and uh, and and convert it into usable, actionable actions that you you they can take to improve an organization and. Maybe you want to do this as a career, and it's a great career. I mean, I think that if you have the right attitude toward it and, and you want to do this kind of work, it, it can take you all over the world. You can make good money. It's really interesting work. Again, you have to be curious. You have to like to ask questions and dig up those answers. So with that, it's kind of a jumping off point. What do the three of you think have been kind of over your careers, the things that you were most pleasantly surprised about? that you were able to kind of evolve into. Uh, in well, this, in the first place. thing for me, Mike, is starting right at the beginning. I mentioned before uh, I saw an advertisement for uh, a certification body wanting auditors. This was in New Zealand, where I still live. And uh, I would be just about 30, early 30s, uh, a long time ago, as I said. And when I was offered the job, I thought, God, they must be desperate. They, they must be scraping the bottom of the barrel taking somebody like me and I spoke to people that became friends and colleagues after that and they all tended to think the same actually we tended to think you needed to know everything you needed to be a, an expert about everything uh, and you don't you need to be curious you need to be interested you need to have empathy you need to have soft skills uh, as, as well as uh, sometimes some technical skills but for me it's more the soft skills part of it uh, what was fascinating in doing this was you went and found out all sorts of new things. You you went to 
places that you never even thought about before. Why why does that work like that? How does this work? I'm telling somebody just the other day, one of the most interesting things that I ended up auditing um, was a cemetery and crematorium. Mm. I've never never thought about these things before, but there's a whole set of management systems being applied to ensure it's appropriately controlled. I would never have had access to that or exposure to it if I hadn't have uh, been lucky enough to get that first opportunity. So I think the thing is to believe in yourself, to believe in your capabilities and to uh, uh, explore what you have to offer and have a belief in that. Now, as you look back, let me ask you guys, uh, if you forgive me for saying you've got some decades of auditing beneath, uh, underneath your belts, um, my cast is what you were most pleased about but what difference do you think you've made to the organizations that you've audited uh, perhaps to individuals to inspire them um, you know perhaps to facilitate trade or to the performance of a business what 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 have you felt that you've taken out of it, it it's funny you ask that question Andrew because I take great pride in seeing as as an auditor, you go to locations and you look for evidence of the implementation of what they do. Sometimes that's construction work. Sometimes that's infrastructure. That sometimes it's you know more one-on-one um, -on -one consulting type roles. And you see how they've applied those uh, standards to whatever they're doing, whatever their role is. And you can walk past structures or stadiums or pieces of um, large governmental infrastructure and say, almost with a sense of pride as I walk past, I think to myself, I was involved in in that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's not just one thing, but it's many things over a range of um, different categories all over the country and indeed internationally that you have some sense of pride. Yes, you've played a small role, but it's a significant role to make sure that they're following the process that they had designed to end up with what they wanted to accomplish in the first place. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that answers the question that I take great sense of pride in knowing that in some small way I helped or not necessarily, I didn't help, but I contributed some small part to that. I think um, there's, there's, there's the occasionally some bigger things, isn't there? We've all worked as uh, both third party auditors for certification bodies and also as internal auditors, indeed supply chain auditors. And and there's there's lots of incremental little bits that you do. But occasionally you'll go past a health and safety hazard and you'll save somebody from breaking the leg or, or tripping over or whatever it might be. Not always as dramatic as that, but that that's aggregation of all the little bits you contribute to, even if it's confidence. Mm. Uh, is also something worth having but it also raises the point for me of um, the value of, and the professionalism of those internal officers who are doing it all the time who are really making a difference those of us third party we we get to to ride the wagon and go out and enjoy seeing things uh, for one or two or three days a year and then go on to something else but those that are doing it every day day in day out sometimes in circumstances where you're the only voice in, in the organization those are ones really making a difference. And and I think for me that was that was the surprise was that coming in as a third party auditor is that it may be if they're the only internal auditor, the external auditor is sometimes the only person that really understands what they've done, how well they've done, and you can be there so you've got their back as far as you know you're helping them to make sure that they've found everything they need to find. 
um, but you're also able to to re um, re-emphasize what they're doing well and so give them that feedback from a place of knowledge and I don't know that I really appreciated that and how valuable that was until I went back into industry and I had auditors coming in um, and auditing me and it was like I used to really look forward to that because they understood what was going on and that was always valuable feedback. One of my uh, colleagues, one of my auditing colleagues said to me one time we were having dinner at night in the middle of an audit and I was a little frustrated that perhaps they hadn't improved as much as I hoped they would from the year before or, or two or three years before. And he, he said to me, but if you think about it, you've been coming here for two or three days a year for four or five years. You've done two weeks work. How much work, how much difference do you think you've made in the two weeks, albeit spread over a period of time? And and that resonated with me too. You have a chance to influence, you have a chance to inspire, you have a chance to uh, uh, give guidance to and support to somebody that's doing the job all the time. And what difference do they make as well? Yeah. One of the great things that I, I um, find a, a lot of joy in is when you do go to an organisation for that snapshot over the series of a number of years is to see the growth in the organisation, both financially and number of people, but also in their processes. Uh, you know, it, it's great when the auditee is engaged in the process and that doesn't always happen but it's really refreshing when it does because they're the ones that are continuing to grow and improve and the management system actually has some part in supporting that growth uh, and facilitating the success of the organization because that's essentially what the management system does it's there for right it's just you know one of the things that excites me um, as i look forward as well as backwards is what's going to emerge in the coming years. You know, I, I started auditing 30 odd years ago and it's changed so much in that time. The things we've seen, the management systems, the examples you've seen, the, the world that it works in has changed. Uh, to cite but one thing is technology, the emergence of technology to be audited is what's being used out there as well as what we could use. And if I wasn't thinking of, uh, you know, retiring in a few years time, I'd love to know what's coming down the track in terms of how could you use technology to help you do this? And if you were a young person just starting this out, who's much more familiar with technology than, um, you know, than perhaps my generation have been, I, I could just be really quite excited about what's going to happen in this industry in the times to come. And it's interesting you say that because as much as this is a technical uh, field and it's a, a it's technology is a big part of it. It, it really is a, a people based business. I mean, it really is is a business that involves talking to people and and asking questions and and getting along and doing all that. So, from that perspective, one word that I always hear a lot is community. You know, we we want to build community. Uh, auditors should be a be a part of a community. Um, so, along that vein. How can people that are, again, just starting out here, how do you build, find community? How do you find mentors? You know, how do you find role models that can that you want to emulate? You know, and that, that's a hard thing sometimes when you're new in any field to walk up to somebody and say, hey, why did you do it that way? I don't understand. Or can you help me? Or, you know, that to me is really what the core of this business is about is, is that kind of hand-to-hand um, interactivity where you, you you get some knowledge and you share it as well. Yeah. You know, we have three purposes in we're a not-for-profit organization, Mike. 
uh, and we've got three purposes. The one is to certify people, auditors and, and others, other professionals. Second is to certify organisations that train those people. And the third is to encourage the ongoing professional development of those that we work with. And Wendy alluded to this a little earlier, you come out of that training, you go back into your own organisation, you're often maybe the only one who's doing this or one of a smaller group. Uh, you can be somewhat isolated within there and yet the assistance is there, the community is there. There are thousands, tens of thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of others around the world that are going down that path that you're just embarking on that can help you know what's coming up, how did you deal with this, what happened there. And you know, we pride ourselves on building such a community that you can engage with to find those other things, to find that professional development, to to find people that you can relate to in the same disciplines, either technically or in the soft skill areas. And uh, I would encourage people to do that too, because there's nothing wrong with saying, how did you do it? What worked for you? Give me an example of, of that. I, I, again, I'll tell you from my own past, um, when I started auditing, I was on, I don't know, my fifth or sixth audit. I went around and I didn't find any non-conformances, nothing. <laughs> And I did the next one and I also didn't find any non-conformances. And I went back to the old guy that um, I was working for, um, a guy called Bob, I won't tell you his other name, but uh, Bob. And I said to him, Bob, I don't think I've got the touch for this. I, can't, I haven't found any non-conformances. And he says, he said, well, that's not your job to find non-conformances. It's your job to find conformance in the, and you'll find plenty of that. And he says, and by the way, don't worry, because you'll find plenty tomorrow which is exactly <laughs> what happened. You go out and you found it tomorrow. So you know, just that, that word of experience was quite handy to me. I think for me as well, like that was um, that's the sense of community as the other auditors. And you do find them, whether they, you know, they come in or come out. And even if you move to other industries, those auditors stay people that you can ring up and talk to and, and ask questions of. And I think the key is you need to ask and and just be a little forward and, and and actually bringing them up and asking for clarity on things or um or even just direction on where to go and find things you set my mind going down the past here and some years later um, i was moving on to a new job and i was leaving that organization and that same guy bob was asked to go with me on a, a particular it used to be the place you worked actually mm -hmm. and we were walking around the plant going up and down the uh, he said to me at one point he says, who the hell knows how all this stuff works? And I said, I, I, I do. <laughs> the thing is, over the years, you'd become the one with the knowledge about it. You know, you'd become the one that was the go-to for it. And um, you find your own area that's your niche, that you're interested in, that you specialise in. And very quickly, you become that voice that other people uh, go and ask about it. That's a great function of, of auditing is to become that that source of, of, of wisdom, that source of insight, perhaps that source of, of holding people to account a little bit when necessary. It's an important function for any organization, really, to think about it. I mean, left to their own devices, things will go awry, uh, generally speaking. And, you know, you need somebody to look at the standard and understand what the standard says, translate it into the reality of what's going on in the particular organization being audited and then you know find as you say find find the things that they're doing right and find the things that they're doing wrong um so last words of this session i'll let you guys kind of uh just give a little 
little maybe one minute piece of advice to those out there that again are are, uh, are just starting on this path, maybe considering this field. Uh, you know, what would be your 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 thing that you would say? Listen, you know, here's here's the best piece of advice I have for you as you begin to to go into this field. I'll start. Um, for me, going into the field, I just I made a plan. I decided once I decided that's what I wanted to do, and then I just made sure that I had um, I created opportunities for myself to gather the experiences or the soft skills or whatever it may be, so that when I was ready to make the move, um, I had a good base. And and the other piece of advice would be just do it, just just give it a go. Yeah, Wendy's actually a planner. I'm not a planner. I make things up as I go along. And so there's a place for both of us on the spectrum here of uh, making your way through it all. My advice would be do consider it, do consider it as an option, go and explore it, go and have a look, go and have a think about it, come and have a look at what we are doing. Uh, you can get involved with us with no obligation, certainly no cost if you wish to do so, and just consider what's there for you, uh, what's in the community, what are the anecdotes and stories, and have a go, see if you like it, you might be good at it. Yeah. Believe in yourself, I think, is uh, a key takeaway for me. When I look back on the situations that were around in my life at that particular time, it's just do you, don't you, do you, yeah, I will, and make that decision and just go with it. You don't have to jump in entirely. You can dip your toe in the water if you're, if you're a little bit more cautious, uh, but try it out. It's, it can be a, a very uh, rewarding and um, uh, interesting uh, position. As you say, Adam, it doesn't have to be all or nothing, does it? You don't have to give up your job and go and be an auditor all the time. You can be a contract auditor, you can mm -hmm. be a technical specialist. See, there's, there's plenty you could do yeah. to have a goal long before you have to give that that total yeah. ongoing commitment. And, and even if you do, you can always mix and match uh, your uh, other career options with auditing as well. It doesn't have to be 100%. Even when you do commit to it, to have a career in auditing, it doesn't have to um, take over 100% of your um, active day-to-day -day, um, activities. I mean, you've both done that, haven't you? You've yeah. been the practitioners and trainers and consultants as well. So, Mike, before you wrap up on us, you've asked us lots of questions. Let me ask you one. Have we inspired you to become an auditor? You have. You you always do. I mean, I, I Good answer, see you guys all the time. <laughs> and you've, you've never failed to inspire me to do a lot of things. So thank you for that. And and we have said a lot, the three of you and, and me as well. Uh, now we want to hear from those that are watching us today. You're watching us on demand. Uh, just write us. Uh, visit us at exemplarglobal.org. Write us. Uh, and then ask us the questions you want to know about this field. It's an interesting field. It's an excellent career pathway. Uh, we would love to, to, to show you what it's all about and answer the questions you have. So, so please write us when you can and we'll, we'll get right back to you. And with that, thank you all for watching. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Adam, for joining us today in this session. Uh, it was great. It was fun. Hopefully you all enjoyed it as much as I did. And we'll be back at you soon with another session very soon. Thanks again for joining us.